0: you have a delicate sensibility click the x button in the corner or if you're on a mac the red button in the left corner monty welcome to the show of offending people
1: well um it never happened and i make shit up uh so (laughs) just yeah uh for the last couple of weeks everyone that has asked for a reading i apparently you're all from scotland from hurley in scotland uh you all live the same lives it's very metaphysical where because we're all one, <coughs> and I can't read the UKC records, I didn't even have a card. Meow, Meow.
0: <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome uh, to another adventure <laughs> into comedy. We are joined by my intrepid comedical co host, Monty Dean, and, Allegedly. We are also, <laughs> and we are also joined by the infamous. Paranormal writer Bruce McDonald as he waves. His little guys.
1: <laughs> I nearly did my classic yeah, joke cool. of it's an audio medium. Then I realized, no, we actually have cameras on this show. <laughs> Don't you yeah. like when you see like so when you have so group-
2: novel for me?
1: <laughs> like, um, like when you're in groups of people and they're on camera and you say something in chat and they show the smiley face or lol and they've got the face of. they got the little they're not lulling at all no exactly you don't even get a head bob out of you yeah i've got i've worked with someone you know i worked on a a comedy show and the one host that was with me would just go that's hilarious and after the eighth time's like then laugh don't say it's hilarious exactly
0: (laughs) don't just
1: do something show us it's funny (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm All laughing right, on the inside That sucks <laughs> As my phone, my possessed phone Is deciding to update and restart itself Like 10 times in a row well, The power of phone compels you To shut the fuck up
1: <laughs> Let's update right now Because we know you're using your phone For an important thing
0: Right So get this oh, good old Microsoft Has had to put like 10 updates out In the last uh, 72 hours Because <laughs> of a, an email hack and for all us no. Mac or Linux users, we're going, ha-ha,
1: ha-ha, <laughs> ha Yep. As a Mac user, I would you know get a lot of grief for like, oh, you you use Mac? I'm a PC. It's like, yeah, okay, one question. What's a virus?
0: Yeah. What, what is that thing? <laughs> yeah. And then the, the, the other thing is, when's the last time a Mac user has gone and started up a Windows computer? I did that the other day, and it took eight minutes for it to start <laughs> up. Eight yeah,
2: Windows.
0: minutes, and this is a new computer. Sucks. Right,
1: did you feed yeah. the, the, the guinea pig and bless the right gods? See, that's yes, I, I said,
0: may the power of Microsoft compel you to work
1: <laughs> in mighty bill. We
2: praise
0: that's I will vaccinate you, computer, please.
2: <laughs> yeah, why there can't is your Windows- connection right there.
0: Yeah, why can't Windows vaccinate its computers?
2: Yeah but they
0: want to vaccinate us <laughs>
2: so,
0: exactly why why would we trust somebody who can't get rid of a virus on a computer for vaccinations are
1: yeah, yeah. what and why is he becoming a farmer it's just you know it, it just for conspiracy theorists bill gates just makes it so easy he, he's a good businessman not a good person good businessman but he doesn't know how to code he doesn't know how to stop viruses he doesn't he hasn't got a medical degree he's not a farmer he just has a lot of money it's right. like a, and, a yeah. very crap version of Iron Man and Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Oh, come on. Come on.
0: You're you're sullying superhero name by more like more like he's he's Space Taxi and 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 uh, one of those other Justice League nobodies.
1: <laughs> well, exactly. He's no Lex Luthor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. He's no Lex Luthor. <laughs> he's more like Pizarro Pizarro and and Pinky. From Piggy yeah. in the brain,
1: <laughs> what are we doing now? Yeah, someone's telling Bill Gates what to do. Uh, have you heard that great rum theory that um, uh, Melinda and Bill um, have had a sex change and became each other? <laughs> oh, I have not heard that. Well, you look at Melinda Gates now, and it looks there like Kevin is. Klein, it's scary. Oh, hang on, we yeah, the do- we're getting a, a dog oh, yeah. report,
2: those aren't sound effects for me. <laughs> i see it dead i see yeah, a tree i see a tree dead <laughs> somebody has the <laughs> audacity to walk down my road <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly
0: i'm gonna bark at you damn it you hear me bark? he never or-
2: knows everybody who needs to know him knows him so i don't have to worry so much anymore and if they don't know him then maybe it's a good thing they're about heard. to
0: get in they're about to get introduced intimately
2: oh yeah he he comes right up he will check you out yeah so, you ever learned to speak dog? Well, I do everything with eye contact with, with, with this guy, but the level of intelligence I've observed in animals around me since I moved here is just astounding. I remember one time, we ha- I used to have uh, two American Staffordshire Terriers, but um, they kind of packed up and they, they were too aggressive. So I had to give one to-, I gave one to my mechanic down at the base of the mountain. But um, when the male was younger, he was still allowed inside the house. And the female was not allowed in the house. And she used to take the food bowl with her front right paw and move it back and forward and make eye contact with the baby pitfalls. Bring some of that food out here. Bring That's cool. Yeah, my. My son noticed it first. He said, "Dad, are they communicating?" I look at the bowl. I look in the house. It's, yeah, you're communicating. That is like yeah, full-on language. That's help straight up out, man. Come on, kibble. man, help us bring sister out. Kibble. Come on, that's the Costa
0: Rica hustle right there.
1: there it is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you bring me food. I help you outside.
2: The horse is. Uh, the horse looks at me like I'm an idiot. Like this horse, <laughs> I think is smarter than me. Titufita, which is fat in Spanish. I think this horse is smarter than me, knows more than me, has more perception than me. But uh, she's, she's something else. It took a while to get the dog and the horse to get along because the natural work of my breed of dog is round, is rounding up horses and cows, right? So right. every time I go into a cow field, I went to the reserve with my dog one time. I don't take him there anymore. He ends up in all these bull fights, squaring off with these bulls. It's like the most amazing thing you've ever seen. But he and the the bulls recognize him right away, like, hey, that dude's here to rumble. And they all <laughs> just sort of it's, it's like, get the day. chains. Exactly.
0: We're gonna put on the leather jackets
2: and we're gonna cross those tracks. Yeah, it's Thunderdome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, Bruce, with the horse, do you speak it? At- do you speak to the horse in Spanish or English?
2: I, I don't speak to the horse. That's my wife's okay. horse. That's, yeah, that's you
1: know, probably what I, it is. Just, it probably hears you speak English do, and everyone else is in Spanish. It's like, what the hell's wrong with this guy?
2: <laughs> well, what I do when I want to communicate to an animal is I'll make eye contact and then I'll think about what I want them to know. I'll think about it imagistically and then I'll sound out the words. I'll do both, both languages. Oh, yep, yep, yep. I don't know. I don't know how it's working so far, but you know, they know I'm. They know I'm talking to them. It's just whether they want to listen. Now the dogs, man, he's just like yeah. We we have like a 724 for like four years now. This dog's been at my side. I think I, I think I've left the mountain for like maybe the most was two months in 2018. But the level of bond you build with an animal that's with you 724. If I leave the property, he walks with me. If I stay, Mm. Rosemary can leave. He stays here. He stays with me. He's the only other person he's this bonded with is my son. Last time my son visited the dog and my son hadn't seen each other for about a year and soul just ran out, flipped on his back and urinated on himself. He was that
3: happy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A little doggy golden shower there. And then, um, Yeah so i I, i've never had these many animals around me before i mean i i lived most of my life in toronto from um 20 years on when i went to university and um i've never had a dog before this is my first dog so now i'm i'm just like the animal guy now and my wife some of my i i have neighbors that can call birds to their hands and you know i don't know what it is they've just been living up here their whole lives i mean you know, but they, I've seen it with my own eyes. They, they do a little call. They hold, there might be a little food in there, but the bird comes right in and lands in their hand and they can do a one hand hold and do a one finger stroke of the bird and then let it go. I've never wow. seen anybody do that before, except Costa Rica. Well, I
1: still maintain Costa Rica is
2: um, a, uh, the modern day Garden of Eden. Yeah. So my wife tells a story about buying pigs the natives the pig any pig that was born on the reserve wants to go back to the reserve so you buy a pig off of the reserve at like 20 kilograms which is about two months old when it gets to about 30 kilograms in about three weeks it'll bolt and go back to the reserve you got to go back and get your pig and it's like five kilometers away and you got to walk up there you got to you got to walk back with your it's a whole day it's 10 kilometers of walking to go get a pig (laughs) Pig will do that pig will do that two times and then the natives will say no you don't live here anymore don't come back and then the pig so will homing
1: say, pigs uh,
2: every <laughs> everything born on the reserve returns to the reserve it's it's just the way it is and if if um if a costa rican has a child with a native he will invariably gravitate to the reserve even if it's at the end of his life If it's, it's it's like a magnet they'll they'll go back there yeah and um, you're not allowed to go on the reserve unless you have permission in you. And they don't really need, there's no visible security force, but a lot of guys will sneak up here and they'll hunt. There's things, there's, I forget what it is. It's, it's not a possum. It's not a badger. They have a small, like 20, 25 kilogram mammal over here. I forget what the name of it is, but it, it's alleged to be one of the most delicious meats you'll ever taste in your life. And they've tried domesticating them, but it doesn't work. So guys will come up here and they'll hunt. And what happens is uh, they'll go on the reserve land. They'll get home and their whole family will, will get the runs for like three days. They'll get the shits. This is very, well, very, very well known. Very well known. The curse, yeah. oh, the so curse of the cable
0: car shits. Yeah, there
2: you go. Yeah, you will get the shits. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's the reserve up there. I don't go up there unless they have business or unless I'm asked to go up and visit.
1: It's a, yeah. a great Australian slang of um, cracking the shits, which is uh, you're angry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it yeah. came, oh, he cracked the shits. It's like uh, he seems to be upset. But if you think visually, it's like crack.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> many, ooh, suddenly somebody named iPhone jumped in.
1: Yeah, and coughed or something. And coughed,
0: exactly. (laughs) The curse of more phones coming through.
1: (laughs) It's i Spartacus. iPhone. That was funny. That was funny about uh yesterday's um uh webinar. You had um just gens across you know, I'm Spartacus, I'm Jen, and so is my wife. (laughs) Exactly. We
0: just had 42 GH gens on there. (laughs)
1: very hard to communicate it's like well jh jen is arguing with jh jen and then she finally went the real jen (laughs) which made that that made it a bit easier (laughs) which was just freaking funny yeah uh modern technology 2021 and nothing works there's a theme of this reality
0: (laughs) well imagine being back in the vacuum tube era
1: well what things did work
0: no, don't, TVs broke down all the time back then. What are you talking no. about?
2: Uh, well, I don't know. A TV, oh, was a, a, TV,
0: a TV repairman was actually needed.
2: That was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was a uh, thing yeah, back that, in that the day. True. I grew up with a guy whose dad was a TV repairman, right? You, you change the tubes and stuff like that. But that was yeah. a thing back in the 70s. What
1: about the crystal yeah. radios 100 years the ago? TV that didn't really break again. down, did
2: they? The Coley? oh no those things <laughs> broke down
0: all the time
1: no, i don't know okay so, and- <laughs> who ordered, didn't he order a pizza in class
2: <laughs> my dad when they crashed the car don't worry about it my dad's a tv repairman he can fix <laughs> yeah, it he can fix it exactly <laughs>
0: <laughs> he can fix um, it i've uh, been a oh, musician
1: God. i know that um uh Tubes have a better sound because they've got more warmth, but now technology is able to replicate that. And so everyone's gone to microchip and solid state and and amp modeling. So it's fascinating. It's like vinyl and CD are both good. They just uh, have different um, properties, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Different listening qualities. Mm -hmm. So this is dating me a little bit. Who remembers having to be the antenna bitch?
1: (laughs) Well, yes, I'd like to yeah. point out, you know how, like, yeah, uh, know. uh, you wear uh, a tin uh, rabbit tin tin ears foil hat, yes. yes, tin foil hat, uh, hat, you know, go, Oh, you're wearing a tin foil hat because you're a conspiracy theorist because it blocks the signal. No, I've used an antenna that foil amplifies the right <laughs> the, the frequency. Right. So-,
0: <laughs> so, when my dad was be watching the Cleveland Browns game, this is back in the early 70s, so I must have been five four years old so it know that was 78 ish i remember being the the antenna bitch and for some reason our antenna on that tv broke and there were five or six coat hangers coming out making this weird shape
1: yeah yep yeah. perfect don't move and you like this exactly and i'm stuck <laughs> there
0: for for the for the for the kickoff <laughs> stop moving i'm not moving <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't you move or you'll be grounded till you're a teenager,
0: <laughs> okay, Dad? <laughs> exactly, as they're watching the, the Cleveland Browns, you know, play their sports game or whatever.
1: It's yeah, sports ball, yeah. It's fascinating now. Yeah, like my mum and her partner, they have uh pay TV cable, well, it's not cable, they have a satellite dish, and the weather is the only problem with it because if there's enough electromagnetic um interference. Yeah. They lose signal, and um, it, it brings you know. If, if there's a flat Earth, what the hell is this? Di- the dish pointing at <laughs> if it's not a satellite?
0: Well, don't 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 talk to flat Earthers about dish TV then.
1: No, oh, no, 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 no. I keep forgetting Discworld from um, uh, Terry Pratchett, <laughs> which is a great. If you need some comedy and fantasy, go read the Discworld novels. It's they're awesome. <coughs> So yes, Casey,
0: your right finger and your left ear while standing on one foot, while <laughs> having the antenna in your teeth. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, that that's the type of antenna twister you would do to get it just right.
1: And the the twentieth century um, uh, advancement of um, fixing something was to hit it. Yes, <laughs> like I they, would ta- that-
0: tap it. I that if it didn't work, if it didn't get it all right tap it on its left side not so hard (laughs) tap it on the
1: top hard yes that's actually a joke in one of the doctor who's um uh tom baker the uh the fourth doctor the one with the scarf he's so he's in e-space a different universe or something like that and it's like you know he's he's trying to get a computer to work hang on here's something i picked up from 20th century earth bang and it just works (laughs) which is interesting because um uh i think you mentioned it yesterday where if the uh the computer is there's a psychic relationship if you're angry with your computer the computer just is like a mirror and it's like well i'm just going to keep going i mean i jokingly say oh my computer's not working are you talking nicely to it because there so, seems to be
0: is you that, build is up that... A pol- you build up a negative <laughs> frequency to your devices and you create your own poltergeist that attack you back through through self-created gremlins
1: Oh uh, good. See now it is a joke, but it's based in truth. Are you talking nicely to it? You gotta talk nicely to it. It's yeah. oh, it
0: doesn't matter. You could be talking nice to it, but you're angry as fuck inside. Okay. <laughs> there, there's plenty of plenty of baby boomers who can't figure out how to how to get that computer to do mm-hmm. what they want to do, and they're so frustrated, mad inside, they're creating the poltergeist effect.
1: Yeah, and then the, um, like my mum's got the same thing. Oh, I can't learn that. Well, you can. You just refuse to learn it. Uh, yes. Yeah. This is this is a person that has four filing cabinets in the office. Yeah. And your <laughs> nine
2: year old and your nine year old grandson's already mastered it. You can learn it. Exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I'm at the moment we're trying. I'm throwing seeds of like, well, maybe go to a Mac because you know what the the Mac operating system is so e- once you I keep saying once you get it. The, the operating system is so user-friendly it's like click done but if you're on a pc you have to sort of you know um download a gerbil and pray to satan and Shiva you know it's all these different things and a mac is like click okay let's move on <laughs> yeah exactly done yeah. click done yeah. not click wait yeah, yeah mind you if you're doing hardcore yeah. stuff on a mac you get the beach ball of death where the color symbol like, oh, i'll do but if that's high end like uh recording music or rendering and it's like oh just do something but for someone who's just using um uh what is um uh spreadsheets excel and, yeah. and documents and it is so simple i think once you I know when it
2: I think Linux is probably a faction of the free earth resistance and the whole open source movement. When you look at what they did, all done by volunteers and after 25 years in technology, as a technical writer being forced to work on all kinds of different machines and operating systems, there is no more stable workhorse machine now than Linux and it's completely secure. It never gets viruses and it can do anything. Now you can, you can, if you're professional and you can't code, like if, if, if you're a video editor and you don't know how to code, probably get the Mac because they really trim off the last 5% so you can focus on your trade and not worry about looking under the hood and maintaining your machine as well. But if you're really comfortable with computers, Linux is just the most amazing thing now for anything. Book preparation, writing, um, sound recording, you know everybody Mm. it's just unbelievable and every single one of those applications was developed three four five times well through dozens of development phases as they mature look at gimp anybody know what gimp is yeah anybody GIMP. GIMP? Yeah. yeah yeah it's it it's the it's the linux equivalent of um photoshop right it's just an amazing tool what you can do with that tool it's a full photo editing suite for an advertising company right all done for free now think about that for a sec, because that that one application alone probably made a quarter billion dollars for Mac, and and a bunch of guys went out forfeited that equity and just went out and did it and made it available to the public. So I I, I don't know what to make of Linux and the whole open source movement. I think it's free or resistance over. <laughs> well, it makes I, sense.
0: I think the whole open source community. Um, has all the great benefits of showing how communities can come together and work together, et cetera, et cetera. But this, I want it now, instant gratification community that we, the worlds that we live in, um, wants to pay for it. Wants the simplistic of being advertised to. Okay. And unfortunately, yeah. you know, there's not enough money to advertise open, free open it's, source. It's a service-based. It's a service-based. ecosystem. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah, so say- I mean if you're if you're a lawyer or an engineer or a draftsman or an architect you're g- you're going to stay with the Mac for the most part, right? right. You're not gonna, you're not going to venture into Linux. But it's just one of those things, right? It's like muscle cars in the 70s. Once you get into Linux, you never get out of it. It's like it's like a Harley Davidson thing. It's a whole subculture. And w- when you spent a couple decades in it because I flipped to Linux in 97. I went to an early version of Red Hat on all my home computers. Then I went to Mandrake. And then I went to Ubuntu for a while. I went to Debian straight up Debian for a while then Ubuntu. And now it's just Linux Mint is like the best thing out there. It's just unbelievably stable. Every application is coded for Linux now. Everybody turns over their source code, Zoom, Skype, and you can do a compile on Linux. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, may the
0: power of computers compel you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just waiting yeah. for that poll flip or AMP and they're all fucked. So technical <laughs> too.
0: <laughs> it won't matter what, yeah. what, what operating system you have. You're still yeah. fucked.
1: See that that, that the <laughs> the pole flip pops up occasionally. Where uh, even the magnetic pole flip that will stuff every uh, electronic thing on the planet, won't it? Yeah. If there's
0: a magnetic pole flip, there's a crustal pole flip. Oh, okay. They're one and the same.
1: Hmm. I've
2: been really accustomed to you know being without power. It, it happens about five or six times a month <laughs> up here. Usually, oh, it's y- you'll be fine. Yeah. Usually, it just flickers and comes right back, but. Um, Sometimes it can be up for two or three hours, and you just, you just sort of get used to it, right? I could easily set up a backup battery system. I just haven't gotten around to that yet, so, but I, I should. But uh, it's nice. You just light some candles, and it's just really nice.
0: So if there were an e, uh, uh, electromagnetic EMP wave, what would it do to your devices?
2: Well, it would fry them all you know everything would be done here but it would be very easy to just go forward i mean um we didn't have electricity up here till 2014 uh-huh. so everybody who who my father-in-law came here in 1947 so you know do the math i mean the majority of uh, their lives up here was without electricity right so uh-huh. You know, they used to build. They used to burn oil lamps. I mean, everything they did up here, like they, they could make pig fat candles, or you know, candles out of certain fruits and, and oils and stuff like that. Just anything to keep the flame going because it was something that you needed. Because well, you, know, you only sun. lose yeah. uh,
1: you'll lose internet, um, TV, and your phone. Yeah. yeah, and
0: then all the power, but all the power boxes on the on the poles poles will blow up too. That's the big big problem.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you could that you could still survive yeah. by lighting a fire, which we talked about on the the roundtable last night. Um, I like freaking people out by saying, "Do you know how to start a fire without any technology?" And it's telling to see. Like, I I don't want people to try and do it. Just have knowing the idea shows that you're an advanced human, and I'll accept rubbing two sticks together. It's like yeah, yeah fair enough. That you, you get a you get a c-plus effort because <laughs> yeah, there is a certain way of starting a fire with two sticks you got to do it properly have you ever done well,
0: it no i did it but i nothing. did it i did it in cub scouts no. and boy scouts and indian
1: yeah 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 so i know how to of, start a fire yeah <laughs> when's the last time you did it though that's that's not my point. I know the idea. See, <laughs> I don't need to prove it to you. Put yourself, in, you?
0: <laughs> put yourself in application. A very different. Let me t- let me tell you something. If you ever try to start a fire with wet wood,
1: mm-hmm. that's
0: when you know if you can make magic yeah. or not.
1: <laughs> yeah, Get but it? my point is with the way that society is, I you know application. Yeah, but no one knows the actual idea of it first. <laughs> so what about them? They're, that's that's what I'm talking about. That's right. Once, once the MP hits, then, of course, we'll shift into we actually have to do it now. Exactly. Neil deGrasse Tyson,
0: Andrew. Who could start a fire faster? Me. Me. <laughs> all right. For all of you out there, here's a little hint. <clears throat> the best fire personal home fire starter you can get is a cotton ball and Vaseline. You just need yep. one spark and poof, <laughs> one little bit of flame, and that Vaseline and cotton ball will go for eight to ten minutes even if you have got wet twigs, you will start a fire. Yeah.
1: Well, you've got you not know, like three acres to play around the fire, and I've seen you actually build a fire. Oh, this is just a small fire. It's like that's the size of a V Dub. <laughs> like, but <laughs> well, I did have a lot of wood, you know. Yeah, no, that's what, and you got a lot of space to do that. But living in an apartment, not so good.
2: So yeah, you've got practice, and you do yeah. ceremony just, to just the fire. A bit,
0: exactly, just a wee bit, Just a wee bit of practice. Yeah.
2: Yeah, fire, fire is super cool, man. We do controlled burns up here sometimes. So we'll burn a whole hectare at a time. And it, 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 we do it with strategically laying out kerosene. And um, and then you got to go in and turn the land. And that's when you're getting ready to plant something here. And the natives do that too, the cava cart. They do strategic burn when they want to clear a hectare or something. But it's really powerful to be around a fire that big. You know, that it's almost wild, but it's contained. It's just mm. amazing. And then uh, David and Durbin, um, my, my two abaca cutters, they're building a home at the, at the other edge of uh, my property there. Um, and um, they did a big burn last week as well. And it was like, you know, a couple of trees went up. It's quite something to see. You just kind of stand and you just go, wow. You know, that's really amazing. And then I had a neighbor's house. I'm looking at it right now. He's rebuilt it, but two years ago it burned down. I was actually on air when it happened Monty. So what is that sound? It's, I, don't, I don't think that's rain hitting the tin roof. Like I said it a yeah. few. Then I went out and the whole house was up in flames. And up here was a huge fire. This was like a 600 square foot base floor wood house. And it just went up. I forget. And but to, I, I when I came out, it was at the, the height of the fire. And what drew me out was the sound of the flames because yeah. it's when a fire gets that big the actual sound of flames is really loud. Yeah, exactly, it's loud. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um I I strangely enough synchronicity I saw a meme in the last couple of days of um the best museum ever and it's a shot of um like a freeway or a highway with a turn off and it's got the sign of Museum of Fire and and just just further down the road there's all this black smoke and so the museum of fire I think was on fire.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Yeah. And here in Australia, uh, because of uh, the aboriginals, uh, back in the day, and when I say back in the day, I'm talking like thousands of years ago, there was megafauna and they were used fire to hunt and corral. And because it did so many times, uh, the ecosystem, not 100%, but the ecosystem needs fire to go through to rejuvenate everything. And that's why we have a lot of bushfires. Um, And I was on the Unfuckers chat um, at the start of the week saying uh, Melbourne's had its mildest summer in 19 years. Oh, you must have loved that. No, I'm Australian. We need to have heat waves so we can sweat it out. You know, how plants need to have fire to germinate. That's how Australians survive. We we peak, We peak. have peak heat for about a week and then we can go about our lives. I haven't had that purge yet. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, it, we're back in the winter again. Well, this sucks. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks.
0: It sucks. But you've had a mild winter, mild summer. summer.
1: Yes. Yeah, I know. I know I'm talking to someone who lives in snow. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Well,
0: it's fire seasons coming up for you again. Don't worry. Well, no, we've missed that. (laughs) Oh, you don't. You don't have a fire season. Okay.
1: (laughs) No, well, who knows with this wacky climate change? And I'm saying that naturally because, you know, and and weather war, like, well, yes or no uh, question because we'll spend 45 minutes on it uh texas what happened in texas with the snowstorm was that natural or was it weather wars or
0: oh no it does natural polar vortex okay. does, does that on a regular basis okay and in fact and in fact it happened in texas in 2011 2013 and 2015 okay so it's not like it's the first time while they were building these grids they had all that shit happen <laughs> okay okay
1: Yeah, that, yeah, slight problem.
0: (laughs) Whenever there's the El Nino, not low, whatever is the opposite of El Nino, you have polar vortexes that come down low.
1: Yeah, I'm stuck in that media, the global narrative, where apparently history started in 2016. Uh, and even now, i um, that's the fun part of ignoring it. Where like, oh, yeah. hang on, it's 2021. I, I think maybe I'm still stuck in 2015, but my part of my memory still thinks it's 1989 because you people say, What's your closest target? Oh, Eastland. And I live in you know, I'm in Ballarat, which is 100 kilometers away, you know, where you grow up, <laughs> you grow up and you've got your local uh landmarks. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I've moved out of Ringwood. 30 years ago and i still i instantly go oh it's there no wait a minute i'm nowhere near it i'm nowhere near (laughs) that exactly exactly and you know fuel prices have gone through the roof even here where you know um i remember when a a pot of beer which is about that size was a dollar 80 and it's Mm. probably about five (laughs) dollars now
0: i remember when i remember when a pack of cigarettes
1: was 99 cents yeah oh how much are they now uh, 11 bucks yeah yeah I, I know people like i'm quitting smoking when packets get to five dollars there are over twenty dollars so, sorry
0: sorry 838 838 now but some of them can go up to 11 bucks
1: yeah oh. well because uh i'm not sure how much tobacco's grown in australia but uh america does have its own tobacco harvest you know yes yeah yeah, yeah.
2: probably the probably the largest cigarette smuggling operation in the world is run out of the Akrasasmi Mohawk Reserve at the um, Oh Valley hell yeah. yeah all those yeah. Indian guys are tobacco smugglers Yeah <laughs> You know those Mohawks sm- you can find those Mohawk smokes in the beach towns on the Pacific coast of Costa Rica so <laughs> some Costa Ricans are working with the Mohawks to bring Canadian Reserve cigarettes into Costa Rica Mind boggling <laughs> That's funny. So, do you still have a rat problem up there? No, I've never had really a rat problem. Um, no, no, no. The other yeah.
0: rat, the the, the giant oh, rat.
2: Yeah, not on this show. Not on air. Okay, okay, um, that's fine. And it, and if if all things hold true, um, it'll be like within within two revolutions of the sun and the moon. This will all be taken care of. And then your rat problems will be done, and you'll just
0: have capybaras roaming grazie the neighborhood. Godfather,
2: Grazie, exactly, Godfather, grazie, <laughs> just
0: a few capybaras running around there.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm but, with but you, it, audience.
1: I have no idea what they're talking about. It's all when it, white man when code. It's, <laughs> when it
2: when it's news and it's inked, we'll do it on air because there it's, you go. it's an there it's an unbelievable it's an unbelievable story. The stuff that happens to be at this little. Nowhere Pueblo in the middle of the mountains is just mind boggling. Yeah, I, I, so. it's fun
1: when, um, yeah, hijacker yeah. refers to you as like God Emperor of Costa Rica, and it's like he's just a Canadian. Um, calm down, <laughs> he's living the life, don't get me wrong, but it's not like you could save the uh, planet.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but does that he want that, that name is kind of like Beetlejuice, just don't say it three times within a minute, okay? Yeah. Hey, yes, well, yeah. he might suddenly appear.
0: What? I've heard my name.
2: <laughs> I'm here to kill the buzz.
1: Well, at least you're honest. <laughs> at least you're honest. <laughs> well, not 100. Yeah, anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on.
0: Yes. yes. Past the hijacker situation. We shall not <laughs> let his essence hijack the very show we talk about.
1: So what beloved childhood... um entity story or toy do you think um hydra i mean the democrats will try and uh cancel next week smurfs yes. Smur- well, yeah well they're french
2: so obviously yes. they're weak and they'll surrender
0: yes are the smurfs
2: yes. did that originate in france yes the, the smurfs so that's that whole like tin tin animation thing they got going on over there yeah um it, well they were a comic or a what was um, it yeah Asterix, remember Asterix, yep.
1: the Viking? Yeah, that's, Aster- that's Asterix awesome. and Obelix, yep. Um, oh. That's the only book I used to read in the, the library because it was the only comics. And that's, um, <laughs> I also, yeah, I I had a fascination with the Roman Empire and Asterix was a learning point. It wasn't my only Roman history.
3: yeah,
1: uh, But um, it took a while, like um, the Druids called Getafix. And, uh, you know, 20 years later, Getafix, you have to, yeah, you read this, like, I don't know what it means but you actually have to um, say it out loud. Like the chief was vital statistics or something like that. It was just uh, very good comedy. And they're like fifties or sixties. I can't remember. Apparently one of them passed away recently, which, you know, in the last 10 years, the creators.
0: So uh, they tried canceling Mr. Potato head and it didn't work, but this is the second time they've tried to cancel Mr. Potato head. And he's like, bring it bitches. I'm a
2: potato.
3: Cancel
2: my yep. ass. Yeah. yeah. It's like that guy Cabbage in the UFC. He just can't be knocked down. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: The Muppets are racist. Um, and that's what they're doing. They're going through history and like, they don't realize when it was made. Um, and it's like, cause they've got an Italian and it's a stereotype and it's really weird how these people think, Oh, that person's an idiot. So therefore they think every Italian's an idiot. It's like, that's not how it works because technically you could have the Simpsons canceled because the entire show is all based on stereotypes.
3: Yeah. And since I, exactly.
1: I since I, since I'm older than Homer, I could be offended of being of Homer because I'm tired of the the Remember when he was a lovable idiot and now he's just a moron? <laughs> yes.
0: Well, he was a lovable idiot moron.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um and oh <laughs> the latest thing from the Simpsons. I don't watch it anymore because it hasn't been funny for 15 years. Um, they, they use the sjw uh thing lisa said you used sjw sjw that's what the right wing used to denounce or something like uh, they've gone political and it's right. like can we go back to jokes yeah bring back conan some of he, he wrote the monorail episode that's brilliant
0: right and, uh, and it'll come something to the whole cancel culture and banning of books mm. throughout all of the history of the book banners When have the people banning the books been the good guys? (laughs) Yeah, well, I'll wait. (laughs) So, cancel culture. You aren't the good guys when you're banning books.
1: Uh, Are you on the white side of history? Uh, I've been waiting to say that joke.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Are you on
1: the white side? I could tell. (laughs) yeah it's like where can i bring this up without
2: being taking
1: too much out of context
2: elbowing into a crowded elevator with that one monty but you knew you had to get into that that,
1: That i've been waiting for that i've been waiting for that (laughs) lift for about about 28 days (laughs) not this one not this one here Uh, we go (laughs) yeah
0: i would thank meg for this one i like pokemon but i can't see it going down for animal slavery (laughs) yes it could yeah. it just takes one drunk cancel culture guy to do it
1: and another thing <laughs> <coughs> oh, that's the ridiculous of it of um yeah as uh, on ebay they've actually um cancelling people trying to sell the dr zeus books that have been banned or removed but you can okay, still so
2: buy I'm- you can still buy mine camp on it on ebay i know not I know nothing about this. Educate me. What could Dr. Zeus, what could green eggs and ham have possibly done? To oh, it's racist.
1: People? Apparently it's racist. How so? I don't know. I just, I just saw how it was, I didn't read about it. It just like it's against <laughs> white eggs. Thank you, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was there, someone showed a picture of um, uh, a Chinese uh, character. Uh, He eats with sticks and it's like, yeah, they're called chopsticks. It's not really a jump here. It's not offensive. It's an observation. (laughs) Unless what are we going to change chopsticks to? Uh, Non-fork eating implements.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Over in uh, China, um, they had this Canadian that went over about 25 years ago and he started out in a small syndicated cable TV show in comedy sketches, mispronouncing Chinese. he's famous now. Like I forget his name. I think he's from, from Vancouver, but his show went on for like 20 years. And, you know, he's a multimillionaire now and he's, you know, a lot of corporations go through him to make inroads into the Chinese business community and stuff like that. But the entire comedy show was making fun of him. Like if we did it here, (laughs) you know, it would be completely unacceptable. But, um, this is, uh, let me find some language for this this is a new form of zealotry that's arisen within multiculturalism that's just absurd I yes mean, it has to it has to be destroyed
1: <coughs> well yeah half and, of, I, most of it like with the um uh the blacks because they're not african-american they're american who have african history but yeah they're going back to segregation we want our own national anthem like you're American, which is, so, being an American's an idea, being a Canadian's an idea, being an Australian idea, being English is, you know, thousands of history of, well, thousand years of history.
2: <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it comes down to whether you want to resolve your karma or equitize your karma, or against it for another generation, you know, double down. And that, that's the crossroads we're at now. And no, nobody seems to be stepping up and just has the balls to say it out loud. <coughs> Right. Yeah. You want to equitize your karma, meaning meaning that, you know, this is all going to be, you know, translated into some kind of, uh, you know, commercial process. Or do we resolve the karma? And, and yeah. if you equi- if you equitize it, where does it be, where does it end? You know, and, you know, I'm not sure the American court systems want to take on the the um, the topic of um, of slavery. Because I think the I think the research that would come into a, a Supreme Court case would shock everybody who's been, you know, um, making a living off of uh, victim consciousness for the last thirty years in America <laughs> specifically. Right. Well, um, my no, point of that no, is no, uh, no. how
1: can how can I, you have I, reparations? Like, well, okay, let's play. Let's go to oh, the, the disagreement
2: black. first. So oh, okay. the so, disagreement's better oh, comedy.
0: Post <laughs> post, post American Civil War. The reconstruction laws that were done against the African Americans that were freed were pretty nasty. Pretty nasty. Yeah. So the servitude laws, the indentured servitude laws, pretty nasty. Now I do have to say that the victim consciousness culture promoters, they have gone way, way overboard, but a market was opened for them because people realized they could make money on it. And yeah. if you really want to shut the victim consciousness people down, call them for what they are and say, are you going to continue to victimize your culture or are you going to educate them how to get beyond victim consciousness?
2: Yeah, be, be, because if, if that mentality goes to a to a class action level that's adopted by a federal political party, what it'll do is it'll incapacitate the, the, the productive population of your society. I mean, it, it, it gets so... Um, you're so disincentivized to produce that you just you just stop producing. It's, it's, it's about demoralization. So well, let me ask a question. Go ahead, Monty, sorry.
1: Oh, just very, my, my point is like, if you give reparations to um, slave uh, family or however you want to say it, then you'll have to pay the Native Americans rent. Oh,
0: yeah. That's why the courts would never hear it.
3: Yeah, yeah that like... side
0: of courts would never hear it. And then, yeah. all the Mexicans Believe... who were slaves too, all the Irish who were slaves oh, too. The Irish, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm English. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've
1: got English. I'm English ancestry. Do I uh, sue the Italian government for Rome?
0: No, the Americans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, yeah, that is new Rome. But you know, how far back do you want to go? Because, like, you know, um, it's just. I mean, Egyptians attack africans as well people so you know (laughs) but yeah even like i mean i've seen people um uh complaining about slavery attacking irish uh people and the irish are like you do know that we have been yeah we were treated like crap for 800 years (laughs) like yeah well Well, yeah
0: people the greeks have been enslaved for 1100 years We beat you all,
1: bitches. Yeah, the Greeks are always yeah. The Greeks are always first. I don't know. They came before Rome.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, and it goes back to that marathon, dude, Monty. They're good runners. They're always first. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Right. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I like the story that uh, Rommel Williams said that um, uh, I think he was a Kenyan, but it was an African who, um, oh, they run really well. It's like, yeah, th- their land's flat and they can run, you know if you have a lion chasing you, you, you can run really well. It's natural to survive. But um, he didn't have any shoes and I think Adidas has got okay, we'll give you some shoes because he's used to running barefoot he actually hung the um, pair of shoes around his neck and <laughs> run the race
0: well, that's yeah. because all shoes are actually are designed to hurt your foot.
1: Yeah. uh Yeah. <laughs> shoes that
0: all modern shoes are designed to not actually go by your normal mechanical walking pace. I, I think you've
1: said it. I think you said Andrew that some galactic races look at us as like, "Why do you wear clothes?" It's like, yeah, because we can't regulate our heat. <laughs> we, it's not that you no- wear
0: clothes. It's it's not. It's why do why do you not just have one pair of clothes that are super high quality that can morph into whatever you want?
1: Well, yeah. that's going to stuff up the economy. I mean, <laughs> look, look at Manchester
2: like the design. Because exactly. like design, design. Yeah, well, I, literally, I, I, they
0: can morph into whatever you want, and like it, like like there, there are a lot of races. Like you, you get one pair of <laughs> shoes, quite literally, and they grow with you like your
1: own skin.
0: Okay? I think mean,
2: it's done on the fly. I think mean, yeah. mean, it's yeah, done yeah, on the yeah. fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah most that's of them. Good. Robert yeah, is the fastest
1: meme fastest meme in South America. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I know he's going to say West, but he's not, he's not in the West. <clears throat> but, and also uh, Charlton Heston. Um, he was slave number 42. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Slave number 42. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and uh, they said it in English because when you um, speak uh, Latin, he's what was it X X X I I. The Roman numerals are really ha- uh, are, you know good on paper because you go oh that's what that means, but saying out loud like forty-seven is really long. <laughs> exactly, and then the era of the
0: fig leaf, the fig leaf clothing, you know, that's all that's all artist Christian rendering. It never was
2: real. <laughs> So yeah, my, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, go ahead. I, I have no, it, it, all clothes considerations here are entirely practical. The only time I consider what I'm wearing is if I'm going to town. That's it. Every other day I wake up, it's what's practical to wear today. What do I have to do today? If I, you know, if I have to go in and look at the abaca, then I throw rubber boots on, a pair of jeans and a long sleeve shirt, thin long sleeve shirt. So I don't overheat and a big hat. Up around the house, it's like flip flops, shorts, tank top, and that's it. And then you don't if I'm have, doing a, a you comedy have the com- show with the, video, you don't I have put the, on collared shirt.
0: You don't have the the comfortable house Mexican house shoes.
2: What are those? Chanclas. Oh,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. The woven you mean ones. These?
0: Yeah, the woven ones.
2: No, you're uh, using
0: rubber. No, we're talking don't know. the
2: woven ones.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You I'll know look those for them. Or well,
2: maybe I'll make them. Uh, hey, what Bruce showed there. For just a moment, got... Monty? Yeah. No, you go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, that that piece
1: of item of clothing that you uh, showed, that has different names across the entire planet. Like mm-hmm. uh, you called them flip flops. Uh, in New Zealand, they're called jandals. Uh, in Australia, yeah. they're called thongs. So, um, yeah, you don't want to mix that up. <laughs> <laughs> like with that, so, you know, that that song, Show Me Your Thongs, like, oh, he's talking about footwear. Why is everyone showing their
2: ass? Yeah. So where where I live is the most brutal place I've ever lived in my life for footwear. It took me a while to figure out why. And then another American living down here explained it to me because there's a kind of an acid gets into the water that's part of volcano culture and it chews away the glue and the stitching. Doesn't matter how well made. I mean, I when, when I came to Costa Rica, my favorite footwear was Bluntstones, and I thought I was finding a home for my Bluntstones. Bluntstones and Costa Rica go together. No, man. they This landscape eats through the soles in about a year. I've never seen anything like it. When, and then when I'm in Canada, a pair of Bluntstones, no offense to your fine countrymen there, Monty. Um, but they'll they'll last me five years same thing with Mm. Birkenstocks you're just better off buying the eight dollar sandals from the street vendor in Costa Rica the Birkenstocks are going to get all chewed up and and worn out and destroyed as quickly as you could think right it's just the the rain and the landscape and everything but the most brutal place I've ever seen for footwear the only thing that lasts up here and even if you don't wear stuff so I, I had footwear I brought here from Canada that was brand new, like Columbia hiking shoes. I didn't wear them for a year, I went to put them on and the, the humidity and the moisture had just unglued the sole from the shoe. I couldn't believe it, right? <laughs> so, yeah, so now it's rubber boots. I have a, and cowboy boots, if they're handmade in Costa Rica with uh, a solid sole, th- th- those will last to five years. And um, and then for walking around and working, rubber boots, like $12 Wellington, right? So footwear yeah, is the, a big deal over here. Yeah, we have the
1: same thing here in Australia because you've got Australian conditions where yeah. like Melbourne, you know, it can be cold, it can be extremely hot. But then uh, like trams or trains or cars, um, they get, you know, French built which is, you know, French standard, which is totally different country. Then it comes to here. And after one year of the summer, the whole thing's warped. <laughs> like, yeah. we, you kind of need a you know, uh, people living in the area
2: know what can survive the elements of that area. Yeah. But so you just nailed it. you just brought the whole conversation full circle. So when you get into a high design culture, women or men might buy footwear that they use five times a year. Uh, you know, even in Toronto, I, you know, anybody I know who had a little bit of money, guys I grew up with, you know, Hey, what are those shoes for? Ah, I wear them with this, this suit and uh, yep. blah, 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 yep. blah, you know, and I'm, wow, that's incredible. Up to, you know, and then everything, when you get, when you get back in a natural environment, everything gets reprimed to what's pragmatic, nothing well, more, nothing less.
0: Well, don't worry. The hype beasts will mm-hmm. never come to Costa Rica. <laughs> And if you don't know what a hypeist is, they're the ones that buy nine hundred dollar used perfect shoes, Wow. And wear them once to take a picture, and then take them off and put them on their wall. Amel wow. Marcos.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Foots. Uh, yeah. Footwear is always entranced humanity. Like it's. Uh, it's a major thing.
1: I remember watching uh, the the uh, the the miniseries. Remember in the '80s when the miniseries was a major thing, uh-huh. and and um, they did *Shaka Zulu*, uh, the the history of that um, uh, African warrior, and um, uh, <laughs> like they showed how he um, changed warfare because uh, he could he didn't understand where oh we're having a a, a battle with this neighbouring tribe or uh, different people, and they would just stand on a beach with a shield about. 20 meters or uh, 40 feet apart, throw these little sticks at each other and hope for the best while wearing sandals. And he realized you know, <laughs> there's a scene where he actually runs, he runs, he's like bugger this and runs it straight at and tries to um engage the enemy. <clears throat> and what he did is he um he shortened the spear, uh extended the blade, and toughened up to, uh the warrior's feet by taking the sandals off and sort of went back to traditional things and that's why um, he was so successful because um, it's like like World War One, where they realised uh, they weren't fighting someone with a nasty piece of fruit where they've got the, the cross-cutting of the machine guns. It was that type of um, jump in, in warfare where it was actually using knowledge. It's like, um, uh, like oh, let's wear a red coat while we're in uh, a forest, that, that will work out well. <laughs> so the, the enemy can see you exactly where you are.
2: It was British. Always
1: yeah. <laughs> clever. Yeah. Uh, I do like the New Zealanders. Uh, the Maori actually um, stopped the British mainly because they beat the living crap out yeah. of them. Maori's, Maori's are lovely people too. you upset them. The, and it's very hard to upset them. Let's be fair. But they, they invented trench warfare and they had big sticks and they beat the British to a point of like, yeah, maybe we should have a treaty with these people. And so New Zealand has uh, got a better relationship yeah. with the natives. Not 100% perfect because, you know, white men <laughs> and treaties. Here in Australia, there is no treaties. And I put forward, you know, that will help the, the national wound of actually having a treaty. But then people argue with me, well, there's been treaties with all native yeah, back then. But now people will know if you renege on it. Because I'm sure with the Native Americans, every treaty was basically... Uh, one way and stuff and like the the story that they bought Manhattan for some beads. Yeah. But from the native Americans like, Oh, that's just a sandbar. We don't give a crap about. And then <laughs> they start they, they built new Amsterdam and they thought, Oh, that's a bit long. So we'll just, you know, the English came and It's like, no, it's York, not Amsterdam. Yeah. Like even here in Australia, the English gave it to us uh, the name Australia beforehand. The Dutch call it new Holland and Zealand is actually in uh, the Netherlands as well. That's where New Zealand comes from. So, yeah, the Dutch were here first, but then our history is told that Captain, you know, Lieutenant Cook, the captain of the Endeavour, discovered the east coast of Australia, which is slightly ironic because I think the French were here first. But uh... (laughs) mainstream history, it's it's a nice story, but who knows? It's a nice story, and that's all that it is, fiction. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm not even talking (laughs) timelines. We're just talking the time. Yeah. Exactly. Well, like even here in Australia, uh, there was 140 years of frontier wars where um, the colonialism pushed into the Aboriginal areas and some fought back, strangely enough. Uh, not acknowledged at all. That It's 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 great gaining traction now because people are like, well, wait a minute. Like uh, in the United States, you have Memorial Day, which is like your... Um, is that For- on, it's, it's not Re- Remembrance Day, is it? It's a, diff- a different day where you, you celebrate the, the military.
0: Yeah, that's Memorial Day.
1: Yeah, we have ANZAC Day, which is the date that the uh, Australian and New Zealand army corps landed in Gallipoli. And um, it's our Memorial Day where we uh, honour all the fighting forces of Australia, but they don't include the Frontier Wars which is weird because it was um, the English colonials fighting its Aboriginals who were Australian. So that, that And then the, the, the
0: paid gunfighters that were hired, the killers that were hired to you know, paid paid per head.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like you would know what happened about in Tasmania, where they just formed a line and just walked up, and the 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 British arrogance. oh we wiped them all out. It's like no, they all got some of them got on boats and left. They're not dumb. (laughs) Exactly, they're not dumb. So, and that's the fun part of history, where apparently we're the smartest people alive, and it's like, no, <laughs> like, um, I, I, you know, Archangel Gabriel will come down. It's like, uh, if we were renting, we wouldn't get the bond back. I'll put it that way. <laughs> exactly, yeah, if we well. were renting, you're
0: not getting your security deposit back. You're this fucked water is <laughs> a little too much.
1: Yeah, the, the Great Barrier Reef. What have you done to this water feature just off Queensland? What the hell, man? <laughs> Exactly. All uh, right,
0: so we're at a point, guys. Let's delve into some of the more juicy, comedical, comical subjects that we've got. Monte, I know you got a list that you wanted to 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 dip into there.
1: Well, uh, well. Kids in cages has changed its name now, because uh, um, uh, when it was Obama, it was a um, uh, I can't remember. Someone actually, basically, um, when Trump did it, it was evil. But now uh, the overflow stations under Biden, and they're exactly the same. So you've got that. Um, oh, someone pointed this out, and this freaked me out as well. It's like Do you know, fire trucks are actually water trucks.
0: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs>
1: what a concept yeah i know <laughs> uh, freedom fighter fight yeah fighter firefighter <laughs> what's a freedom fighter they fight freedom um uh, concentration camps the yeah, i've only got a list but um uh what's happening with the state what's the state of the state of the union because um people are wondering where uh, biden, uh, do you think biden can talk for longer than seven minutes oh he'll the cook them up don't worry <laughs> They're gonna better clone.
0: They'll coke him up. Don't worry. His <laughs> wife will be booby shot him in the corner.
1: <laughs> Mainline it into a vein. Exactly.
0: <laughs> he'll be he'll be fine. He'll be dead afterwards, but he'll be fine. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> so, get the cocaine clone out. There we go. Exactly.
0: I'm gonna coke him up and put a bunch of horses on the back behind the screen. He'll be fine.
1: Oh, okay. So he'll just do that tennis thing where he's just reading the prompter.
0: Right. Teleprompting. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I suppose now what's being said, that will be um, uh, farcical. So thank you, Sean. There is a puppet hole in his ass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's strange that, you know, um, it's only been six weeks and he's calling for unity, but, um, you lost 11,000 jobs on the first day, they're bombing Syria, they're getting rid of Dr. Zeus and Mr. Potato Head, um, and everything. It's yeah. It's a strange thing for unity.
0: Well, I did say it was going to be an absolute, uh, disaster of a presidency for him. Okay. And if Trump won, it was going to be even worse for him let's yeah. be honest he didn't save the world and they were going to expect the arrests after his election and no arrests were going to come
1: oh no no well that's the thing like uh trump's cpac um, speech where it's like the whole when you know you're thinking they're kicking the can down the road it's like i i felt that where it's like oh he's starting again so in a way we've gone back to 2015 2016 right and you'll we'll just have another four years and like i've done this We need to fire the the Inner Earth Riders because they suck. Did they get them from, like, um, Lucasfilm? What's going on? (laughs) It's just really bad. And they're going to start another... Instead of Q, it's going to be R. (laughs) 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 And instead of 17, it's going to be 18. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. What's the latest... Like, Because I keep getting asked this from people. I'm like, I don't know. I just know the person who knows the occasional records. I can't read them yet. uh what's an inner earth uh report you wanna give because I know oh, like we're in season four now and quite frankly it sucks <laughs> are we still hmm. getting are we still in the the um you know previously on and we're still going through season three
0: well as, as we've as we've told before the the lizard cFO and c o o were replaced. Now, we still have a lizard, sorry, CEO, COO. The lizard, there's still a lizard accountant in place, the treasurer, okay? Now, Imagine that guy classes. that guy is definitely having some issues going on. He's <laughs> got to show his double-cooked, triple- and quadruple-cooked books. They're looking for where the louche has gone, okay? And there's a lot of lizards in the corner going, oh, we
1: didn't touch it. No, nah, man. No idea. No idea where it is.
0: Yeah. Okay, and there's there's some Pablo Escobar lizard in the corner going, "It eh, wasn't me. Okay. <laughs> I <laughs> just
1: awful, have awful a small evolution. importing business.
0: And I got a small exporting business to Alpha Centauri. <laughs> <laughs>
1: really? I'm an honest businessman, a legitimate businessman here.
0: <laughs> exactly. So we've got Narcos Galaxy going on, Galactic Narcos going on here. Now the particular CFO situation, they're not going to remove him because there's a particular quantum code to the way they do their bookings, and and until they get the actual full cipher and everything, there he's his job's pretty much secure. Because in all reality, when you're running a black market farm like this, you can't have real books.
1: No, no. You're, you can't have real be, books. You don't want to be ordered by the prime creators. Like what the hell?
0: <laughs> exactly. You know the whole surface world's running this fiat economy. Well, as above, so below. As so below is above. They have got their own version of fiat luche.
1: <laughs> okay. This luche is real because we have faith in it.
0: <laughs> exactly. Now, the replacement CEO. He's having a tough time getting getting the surface management systems to stop skimming. Okay? They're, they're doing a lot of all of those oligarchs are skimming off the top. you know, they're putting their their, their, their loose baths together and and really right now, he's having a tough time of implementing his authority. And you've got a few like Mafia Don's giving him the middle finger back. And is he gonna replace management? Well right now, he, he really can't. Now, yeah. the COO, now we have a different situation here. We've got Elon Musk, you know, with his space penis blowing up on stage. <laughs> We've got Chinese and Omanis uh, landing on Mars. Okay? Oman. Okay? Yeah. And United Arab Emirates are landing on Mars. Okay? Yeah. yeah. So... We've got some definitely management issues going on there. <laughs>
3: just just yeah. a little. Yeah.
0: And those management issues are starting to play out uh, in ways that the Hollow Earth controllers don't really like. The board members are rattling the cages of the management system.
1: Well, that's sort of what I'm seeing. And you now I'm probably wrong, but at the moment, this is what I'm seeing where they're allowing the New World Order to go ahead to expose themselves so they can sort of do a clean house. And because, um, in a way, the narrative's got to control, basically. And by um, having the, you know, the bad management um, expose themselves, you can wipe that out. And um, from the perception of humanity, oh, we got rid of the bad guys and there's back to an element of control, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yep. Now, ultimately, what's going to go on next? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> no, I, I, who, the, who the fuck really knows? Yeah. I, I. I. can't. I, right now, when I look at this, this energy, it's so skewed, misrepresented, hmm. giant train wreck about to happen. But there are, are are some clear you the clear lines that at some point the board of directors is going to give an edict and say, fix these five things, or we're going to shuffle management on the surface. And they'll replace the CEO, CFO, COO, and surface management at the same time.
1: So it's an element of like one way I looked at it is um, it's natural chaos compared to controlled chaos. It's leaning towards where like, things have got at, they aren't controlling the chaos, and they want things fixed so it can stay in their parameters. There's too much um, possibilities happening. Uh, I will call it more co-creative chaos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That works. Yeah.
0: Okay. Is it free-range chaos? Mm, Yeah. We could apply free range organic chaos here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. It's leaning towards that. They're, they're yeah. losing the, the. It's not controlled chaos where we know the system and um, uh, yeah, everyone's fighting in the sandbox, but it, uh, the sandbox broken at side and the sand spilling out a little bit and people are walking away and going to the jungle gym and all that type of stuff. That's right. sort of how I'm seeing it, where um, they want to rein it in to um, stay in their parameters so they can control the chaos. Yeah, but every time they try to control the chaos, it's not responding
0: the way they want, which is creating more of this other type of chaos that they don't want.
1: Yep, and the Prime Crater is giggling, and that's kind of why we don't know what's going on. Even the Prime Crater is like, I'm not going to look forward. I'm just going to watch this. This is awesome. (laughs) Eating popcorn.
0: Exactly. Eating popcorn, chewing on some chicken wings every now and then. (laughs) Okay. Now, I want to... the Hollowworth culture itself, they know that this farm is being run wrong, they know that the board is wrong, and there are good guys down there.
1: Well, a few above, of as above, yeah, as above, so below, there, there has to be not a, a resist, yeah. I'm sure there's an element of resistance, but uh, in a way, there's us just sharing information that, that it, it will, it, if it's a complete mirror image, not all of them, uh, 100. percent. Evil, because we would be living in a completely different world. Right. Like, oh, they've got total control over the planet, and yet we can still talk on on the internet and like. Yeah. So
0: I I it it to like the old western towns, where you've got a corrupt sheriff in town, but he still keeps the law. He may be yeah. corrupt as fuck. He may be do all these bad land deals, but there's virtually no crime. Okay, mm-hmm. and everything runs right. So. You got to give the guy credit. Everything runs right. Yeah, again, he's doing bad land deals. He's taking advantage of people, but there's no crime. There's not random people coming into the town and killing people. There, there's, again, that something is working right. Now we're beginning to see the good guys who want the royal sheriff to come in town or the United States marshal to take care, come in and take care of the corrupt sheriff. But the big fear is, what happens if you take the sheriff out? Does the crime come back?
1: Yeah, is there's is a power vacuum. Um, it, it's it. It sounds kind of like the Roman Empire. Before it got too corrupt and debauchery and collapsed because of um, arrogance and everything else like that, at the heyday, the Romans would come in and basically, you can do, you know, you can keep everything you want. We're just your um, superiors, and remember that. Don't fight against us, and then you can, you know, there's a, a little bit of consent, but you can still have happy lives. And uh, if you go against us, we'll crush you like a bug.
0: Well, well, yeah, yes, I get that part. Yeah. In, in this particular sense, the Unrest in the townsfolk is who do we call to be the new sheriff or to be the new marshal that's gonna come in and replace the Hollow Earth police?
1: Yeah, and in a way the
0: is the are we ready to have a Hollow Earth police investigation like New York in the 1970s
3: (laughs) (laughs) dealing with all the
0: corrupt cops? Yeah, we need a reciprocal
2: from the inner earth. (laughs)
0: what was it 35% of the New York cops of the drug task force were arrested and Mm. sent to jail 35%.
1: Yeah. I had something similar here in Australia in uh, New South Wales and Queensland. Uh, um, Oh, I uh, I can't remember the name, but there was an investigation and they it. it's still there, but I I think that the corruption has just gotten too big and out of control. And so you have to prune it back to um, be manageable so it can hum along like I mean Bruce gives the example of Costa Rica has a level of corruption but it works. but then you've get the United States where it doesn't work and the uh, egos and um, total world domination and all that type of stuff kicks in, which is uh, yeah you need uh, you know thinking of uh, the owners of the farm that is the earth you, you, you want you want everything humming along where uh, humanity is like, we're doing well while energy's being siphoned off. If humanity realized, hang on, this person's sucking the crap out of me, sucking the life out of me, uh, that's not good because y- you'll have an uprising. You need to have that slight balance. And that's kind of with like uh, the New World Order. The, the, the curtain has been removed because they're, they're making their major play and everyone's like well this is wrong yeah you know, on base level of like well hang on yeah you because know, you know back in the day we could live on earth without knowing all this crap in the background
0: exactly yeah. and i'm actually looking up so it's much higher the serpico numbers are much higher
2: yeah i thought yeah i thought it was much where um so those the the sense i got is that specifically the drug squads in the major urban um, police forces, they were sort of subcontacted to groups of people within the police force that would operate like privateers, which are criminals who rob criminals. We went through the, we, that, we went through the exact same thing in Toronto. It was like a year long trial. It happened about eight years ago. And this like 15 year crew of like six or seven guys. And you, when they put their papers in the newspaper, you're going like those are the good guys, <laughs> and um, and then I, I had friends in Toronto, I had I had acquaintances like uh, uh, one guy I knew from an ex girlfriend, but he got pinched. He was distributing ecstasy, and uh, he ended up doing seven years. He had to go uh, and he got sent to a U.S. prison as well, and you know I guess justifiably so. He was he was a, a chemical drug dealer, but while he was on uh, trial, he was free on bail and we went out with him and his girlfriend a number of times. He told me a lot of stuff like they just straight up, take your money. Like if you have and every drug dealer has cash on hand, right? Like a hundred grand in their condo or something, those drug force. This is why I call it privateering, like any cash they confiscate, never makes it uh, to any kind of an evidence locker or anything like that. And it was just outrageous. And Toronto is like, kind of like, as far as the world goes, Toronto and Canadians are perceived as like the good people. But just, I mean, this drug crew was as rotten as that, you know, Street Kings movie with uh, Keanu Reeves and Forest Whitaker. And I've seen, I've seen every city go through it. It's like, a, it's like a rite of passage, like a puberty for a large urban center. I guess New York went through it first, LA. And then I think all the Canadians, I mean, I imagine some of the most fascinating police stories you could hear right now. If anyone wanted to write a book, if anyone's out there listening, is a is a detective in Vancouver because Vancouver is an in, this international city now the russians work out of there the triads like everybody right so yeah. it's probably got the most ama- one of the most amazing criminal underworlds right now but nobody nobody there, there aren't that many Vancouver stories out there but Toronto Toronto lost its virginity it's it, it's a corrupt big city police force now officially and we just accept it right <laughs> This is what mm-hmm. part of it is. We've accepted a lot of this corruption. You know, we just yeah. You know,
1: well, as Andrew over. likes to point out, uh, what Andrew likes to point out is like with all this white collar uh, level of corruption, there's really no one to enforce it. And it goes back to the the sheriff analogy. If you have the yeah. U.S. Marshal come in to clean up the corruption to you know to calm it down, is that U.S. Marshal corrupt as well? Uh, is it uh, a knight in shining armor and who would, it's not Trump Trump puts himself as um, I'm the savior but you can see all the mistakes that Trump did like not clamping down on big tech he had four years and now he's having yep. a go at it he, like re- I mean Ted Cruz said it uh interestingly yeah. uh, Lee, where uh he would go to the Trump administration we need to do something with um big tech and clamp it down and he was stonewalled by everybody in uh, the the administration and it's like you could have the whole thing about um, Twitter and Facebook and and YouTube could have been dealt with two, three years ago, but it it wasn't.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting phenomenon. I think publishing rules should be extended to them because it's almost like a newspaper now. Right. Mm -hmm. So wouldn't that be scary when you see libel law come into like Twitter, Instagram and Facebook? So long, okay. Well, we're going to do away with the government censorship, but so and so in Seattle has filed a $100,000 libel lawsuit against you. (laughs) Yeah. And that hasn't really started yet, right? I I shouldn't give people ideas, but
1: (laughs) no. Well, well, that's the 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 thing. There's a whole uh,
2: field field of enterprise there suing people (laughs) for libel.
1: Well, I mean, watching a lot of Marvel and DC, I realized if I lived in a superhero world, I would either start a construction company and insurance company because every time there's a fight, there's mass destruction. It's like, if you live in uh, Metropolis with Superman, construction and insurance, you'll make a killing. because <laughs> just yeah. I mean, it looks great on paper, and, but you know, maybe I just think about it too much. It's like, well, that building's gone. Oh, that car's
2: gone. <laughs> like, yeah. Especially if the Hulk gets in on it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. the The Hulk is um uh. He makes immense, <laughs> makes so very
2: mess. I'm trying your Angels of Shield. Yes, I've watched two episodes. Like I think I started because the download site only begins at um episode twelve of season two. So I'm starting there. But it's interesting enough. Yeah.
1: Well, um, I'm afraid to first- get
2: addicted though.
1: <laughs> yeah the first five seasons are actually linked to the uh mcu movies uh, uh and so it's it's just like uh it adds to it and whatever happens in the movies uh there's ramification small ramifications in the thing uh, and yeah but it's written where you don't really need to watch this tv show to understand the movies it's it's an add-on it's like um star wars with the eu it's like Like Rogue One. Um, (laughs) Rogue One is the idea of... It's a paragraph from the very first Star Wars movie in the the opening crawl. Spies found these plans. Oh, I wonder what that's like. And you have a two-hour film. And if you don't like the two-hour film, never watch it again and just read the paragraph and you can continue on your day.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Doctor Who, I've never been able to get into, Monty. I don't know what it is, but I... Good writing, man. Doctors. You, you got
0: you to gotta give the modern, the modern Doctor Who's re- good stuff. It's good, that, good writing. So I just it, spent it a is. couple, couple. I spent a couple minutes here looking up from the Nappin investigation in Serpico. It was seven thousand nine hundred cops were arrested and, and, and and indicted. Now they were separated into meat eaters or plant eaters. Plant eaters were just basic cops who took money and meat eaters were ones who actively looked and arrested, took money from pimps and drug dealers. Okay. So the percentage was actually, was actually 80, 80% of the actual drug enforcement situation was arrested. 80% of those cops. And then the totality of the force at that time, which was 47,000 people, the number of arrests was equivalent to 35% of the entire force. Wow. Wow. Right. (laughs) That's so a third. A third. Exactly. (laughs) A third of the entire force
1: uh I, I haven't seen the movie yeah uh, is it worth watching uh, it's
0: absolutely me? worth watching yeah. definitely it's definitely a dated movie and there's some yeah. you know yeah. some stuff that goes around but it's absolutely worth watching now the other one to watch is um american gangster with russell yeah. crowe and yes. um Densail denzel washington. washington yeah it's very similar and similar in concept and you, you get into the depths of the corruption that was going on then but police corruption hasn't changed new york went through that but chicago never went through that LA, la los angeles never went through that so you can imagine how corruption has been in all those other cities that never had a nap investigation that never yeah. had a major corruption investigation
2: hmm. yeah. yeah it's just the norm yeah. right
0: it's the norm it's the absolute norm
2: how do we feel about that corruption no, specifically I've, this example—the cops and uh, how they treat drug dealers. Like I'm, I'm not really losing any sleep over it. <laughs> maybe, maybe a pot grow off or something, you know. Right. But if, so, if you're if you're I'll, Walter White and Jesse Pinkman, I think you belong it's different. in jail.
0: It's different, right? But the majority of the guys that are getting pinched by these corrupt cops were not high level dealers. They had less than an ounce of pot on them, oh, and less yeah. less than. Less than Freaking a quarter ounce of blow on them. Yeah. Okay, they, they 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 were dealing in the several hundred dollars, not several thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, they're, they're hitting street dealers and not the kingpins at the, right. the other end of the supply it. chain. Right, right. that puts yeah. it all in
2: perspective. I don't feel good about that. The guys all. that
0: that can't fight back, who are you going to report your crime to? Yeah, yeah, this cop, this cop beat beat the shit out of me and took my drugs, and guess what? <laughs> I still have to pay my my dealer back on the drugs that were stolen.
1: Yeah. yeah unless you get um extremely uh a the the um, uh, the cops need someone to look like uh, take down someone big so they look like they're doing their work or you get like Escobar um label where uh, they you become infamous and um like Capone if you know you
2: sort of become uncorruptible compared to them Monty, you're going to enjoy the story I can't tell today. When I finally can tell it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's reference to the other thing that, yeah, uh, you, you,
2: the thingy uh, thing. Yeah. Yes, yeah, but yeah. It, it it's escalated. It jumped <laughs> oh, okay, up a okay. notch. Okay, like, like, uh, like uh, an Anchorman street fight. It got out of hand quick.
1: Yeah. Okay. I just sound. I just realized we we sound like the mafia. You know that thing with a thing.
2: Yeah. Did that happen? Uh, uh, that what about guy, the other thing? Uh, our friend, the fish guy in Jersey. <laughs> exactly. <Well, yeah, laughs> yeah, our yeah, 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 yeah. friend, the fish guy in Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So he did that thing. Yeah, I've got that thing. I think actually it's the De Niro and um, uh, not Bruce Willis. Uh, he's the comedian, um, Billy Crystal, where uh, I think it's Analyze This or Analy- yeah, you know, that one. Analyze where, This. Yeah. Yeah, where they have it, they're talking crime, but there's no information in the words. So, you yeah. know, Paulie, did he do that thing? Yeah, yeah. And then after that, we'll do the other thing. Okay, you go ahead then. But
0: you told me to do that
1: thing. I didn't tell yeah. you to do that thing. No, this thing, not that thing, all right?
0: <laughs> what thing are you talking about? <laughs>
1: when you said take care of them, you need to clarify. I So I pushed him off the roof was wrong? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you said take care of him. It's like, yeah, give his money back. Give his guy. money back. Exactly. Don't kill him. Oh, yeah. usually you... when you say
0: take care of him, it's a different thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Rosa. Oopsie. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Exactly. Well, it's like watching um, Breaking Bad where um, it, the writing is so good. Unfortunately, it's um, about meth dealers and it didn't romance meth, but I'm sure some people will think, well, that's a good idea. Yeah,
0: and It didn't romance the de- the, the creating of it either. It showed how hard it was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 And and, and just all the, you know, it's it, it's a good story. It's almost soap opera story where you try and do one thing, and then for seven episodes, you're paying for that mistake.
2: Yeah. Well, I think I think all the great writings being done in TV now. I think it's outstripped the novels. I really do. I I I would say like the Sopranos, like that HBO stuff. It, it's like way better than anything that's won the Pulitzer in the last ten years or so
1: and, and um, then you got the you got the flip side of um some shit writing out there as well where it's like why is this show on yeah. like bat batwoman as back for a second season and the ratings have just tanked completely cuz it's like this is uh, this is the woke pc side of things where instead of telling a good story uh they're just um, grandstanding and being virtual signaling. you're like, white man, bad. And yet you could actually um, like even Doctor. Who now, the new Doctor Who, it's like you're uh, lecturing the audience. And people who like it say, oh but Doctor Who's like being like this for years is like, yeah, but when it was made in the 70s, it was a good story, hit all that political crap. and also uh, the producer and the scriptwriter, who were politically uh, almost opposite, but they were good friends, they understood it, they actually put both sides of um, the argument in the, into the allegory of the story. So you can see both sides. What we're getting now is uh, no storyline, um, white man evil, uh, you know, all just the far left. And without, you know, anyone right is obviously Stalin. Yeah. And those damn Stalinists it, they're yeah, everywhere I, I, yeah yeah I remember um uh, uh, an Australian comedian he was talking about uh I think it was in um somewhere near Syria or Palestine around there where the Leninists were um fighting back and making uh, chaos and uh rebels and it, it, he went on for 45 seconds and the joke was at the end I'm more of a, a, a McCartney fan myself
0: <laughs> that's good
1: yeah yeah that's the only joke i remember of newsopia so but that yeah it's yeah you can make silly stuff because like it's an insane world and as bill hicks says i'm glad to be here but it's getting a bit tiring of like and i think the guests would get back to the point we mentioned earlier <laughs> my children have gone astray shut up your alcoholic twat uh, <laughs> Ah, um the the corruption's out of hand and that's sort of where the i mean like humanity's still dealing with uh lockdowns and all the stuff that's (laughs) happened over the 16 last 16 months and so yeah andrew there's there's like a pause happening at the moment however that's sort of where the chaos is because like where i'm where i'm sitting in creation i'm waiting for something but i'm not at the, you know, i'm trying to find the balance of i'm i I'm, i think i'm stuck in the long game oh something's going to happen but the, the short game is like you, you, you just you're just spinning wheel you're treading water you're just spinning wheels
0: good way to put it yeah. are you stuck in the long game or the short game and so unfortunately the short game is is the is the realm of the hopium it's not all hopium but it is the realm where the hopium it, it fully exists
1: yeah, yeah, and um, being a, um, I think I've had all my, as uh, Eddie Van Halen said, you know, sometimes wh- why did you stop drinking? Well, sometimes um, you're a, you get a certain amount of, al- yeah, you have your share of alcohol, and I drink I drink mine all at once. Yes, <laughs> and I with Hopi and was like, yeah, I've had my fill, and so where uh, like on um, the round tables is like, well, drums doing this and cue and blah blah blah. It's like, well, that's nice. If it happens, but you know, uh, that's the thing about the whole queue thing that happened in yesterday um another date change oh now it's april and i was like yeah i know this pattern i did this back in 2014 where the one people's trust is going to take over uh the the finances and everyone's going to get a million dollars and then and then oh no no it's next week no just another two it sounds like the government just another two weeks just another two weeks just another two weeks I'm like yeah i want to get off this this train <laughs> this ride sucks <laughs> and so that's yeah, that the-
0: that's that really short-term vision people that's yeah. the realm of opium You can have plenty of short-term visions that aren't opium. Those are called goals. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Those are called goals.
2: Yeah. Am I am I crazy here, guys, or is there like is there a? Go ahead. Go ahead. I I will respond to that at the time you least expect and anticipate (laughs) it. Yeah. See you in October. Very patient, (laughs) like a jaguar. Am I crazy? Or is there, is there like a, a tremendous opportunity for innovation economy now? Like if you can outcreate the collapse and get into some positive momentum, there's a whole new economy coming about. And, um, I agree. You know, nobody, I agree. nobody's talking, nobody's talking about that. They're giving all their intentional energy to, uh, you know, the failed Greek drama in Washington or, you know, the R- Roman soap opera. And it's just, it's just sucking energy and sucking energy and sucking energy. And, uh, you know, just go out and do something, man. There's a million and one businesses that are going to happen in the next ten years. Consider what's going to happen to the corporate food supply or or anything, and just start thinking about what you can do from a business perspective. And there's, it's almost like um, a, a kind of a renaissance, actually. It is. I it think. is rena-
0: Yeah, a, a secret renaissance going on, and those that are in the know can do something with it. Yeah. That, speaking yeah. about 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 uh, the the Roman drama. Um, the Pope has traveled to Iraq and is now touring Iraq. And today, he is leading a prayer in the city of Ur, which is the old on the top of a ziggurat, <laughs> on top of a pyramid. He's leading a prayer with a bunch of other versions of the of the the, the other priests of. They're all doing one giant fucking ritual. Yeah, the yeah, gold wow. exactly.
1: <laughs> so. <laughs> that tappy, sounds like tappy, i mean tappy, i'm I'm, tappy. I, I'm just stuck on the whole you know, the pope's going to iraq well that seems like a logical and insane idea <laughs> like, oh wow but yeah with all the history of mesopotamia or everything else like that it's like i'm going you know he's no he's south african uh, what south about American. what about
0: remember a several uh, three four years or five years ago the russian pope suddenly went to antarctica out of nowhere To visit the one, exactly, the one religious temple in all of Antarctica.
1: Yeah, I think John Kerry went there as well. Um, Yes, they all all within a period of two weeks all went together. Yeah, nothing sus. uh, (laughs) Nothing suspect at all. (laughs) It's it's just... um, uh, yeah, Nothing Sus is uh, an Australian way of saying nothing suspect. And uh, there was a, a sketch comedy show from like five, 10 years ago where it was just two guys um, all, like, pointing out all this weird stuff. Uh, one was a gay guy, one was heterosexual. So there was a, um, uh, yeah, what, gay and straight. And so they'll all be in compromising um, positions <laughs> where yeah, one's bending over, one's really close. Nothing sus. Um, and so that was a great running gag. So um, I found a meme. So you may see that meme on my stuff a lot where nothing's us. <laughs> nice loaf.
0: <laughs> now, But it, yeah, is- it's
1: fascinating to see. like Even um, uh, like uh, Davos where, you know, all, um, the Paris thing where all these people uh, are, are going to fight climate change, but they all use private mm-hmm. jets to fly in. <laughs> like, it's just really, and the, the whole Antarctica thing all in two weeks. Uh, and uh when they had the mandela funeral which i think was six months after his death you know there's all this weird timing and it it's um there's not much that we don't know what's going on behind closed doors but their actions aren't really secret anymore are they that that's one sort of we're having that sort of revelation where anything they do we find out about it in 12 hours yeah, like the that's lower been, That's
0: that's been going on for a while and I, I will say yeah. that their their press management services are allowing 50% of that. Hmm.
1: Now, is that the dark trying to be caught or um, are these people just idiots? No, part of their
0: their handbook of operation is to do it right up to the front and the open as possible.
1: Okay. okay. Is, that, is that part of it where their arrogance and hubris where they think they get a... The, it's hide in oh, okay. plain.
0: It's hide in plain sight. Ma- mess direction, glamour, magic.
1: Okay. This bright that- light is more
0: important than the seriousness of this ritual that's going on, and yeah. most people are the glamour of the ritual will, will never allow them to see what it's really going on.
1: Yeah, here in Australia, we're um, having a Me Too moment in politics, and uh, mm-hmm. most conspiracy alternative are like, "Well, what's this distract? Because it's a massive distraction." Like what, what are they covering? And interesting enough, uh, they're rolling out the vaccine. So, mm-hmm. but you know, it could spirit. Yeah. Theory. Uh, it, it's very hard, not hard. It's difficult. It's interesting to try and find certain things now because of that's where the, that chaos and, and we're in a pause, but anything's up for grabs and blah blah, 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 I'll stop now.
0: Somebody was asking, does it, when you, does it make it stronger when you make it public? The answer is yes, it does. Mm-hmm. It absolutely does is
1: now, that quantum physics because people um, view it, and it. some people, yeah, yeah they entangle yeah. and they give it in yeah. energy. Yeah. yeah, that's a fun part. Stuff's happening. What is it? I can't tell you because you'll make it stronger. <laughs> <laughs> They're making it stronger just by telling me that. Damn it!
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, the pope, the pope going to Ur. I cannot tell you how gigantic in revealing that is. So, if people don't know what the city of Ur was, look it up. Look it up. It was it was the city of cities. It was the great the great place of yeah it, yeah. It was like the fucking city, okay. Mm. Epic of Gilgamesh there. You know the, all the clay tablets came from there. Everything.
1: Is That Sumerian. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: That's and one the thing. Syrian of- before that, and before
0: that, and before that, and before that. And before that, and before that. It's yeah. an ancient, ancient city of Sundar yeah. and Ur.
1: Yeah, I love uh, mainstream history where the wait, first civilization wait. was Syrian, and they say it it it, um, it uh, appeared at its at its height. That's not how things work. You can't have a um, you know three guys r- with rocks and fire, and then the next day you've got you know civilization at its peak. <laughs> it's like, well, what about everything? Else? Oh, you, you
2: don't bring that up. Yeah.
0: So So they say that it is the only
2: science that can misplace centuries.
0: Right? They say it's from thirty eight hundred BC, but in all reality, it's a fifty thousand year old city. Whoa! Okay.
1: When was Atlantis in that
0: timeline? Ur would have been one of the many cities of Atlantis. Atlantis wasn't a single city; it was a global culture with hundreds of cities.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah um so and, and i'm trying to block out timelines but that would yeah obviously um placement on the planet with uh, i guess ley lines or energy and and stuff like that um so yeah if it's if there's been a city there you know obviously management's changed but if the the actual city in placement on the on the earth's been there for 50,000 years why is the pope going there now
0: because he's doing dark fucking rituals okay mm. okay They're doing powerful, powerful rituals to take control of the technological system
1: again. Okay. Uh, Was that a free thinking thought or was it...
0: No, there's plenty of other shit going on in the super secret societies that are beginning to realize that the technological system that they've created is not necessarily as good as when the wizard systems was there. The problem with the wizard systems, one wizard could fuck it all up.
1: Jeez, Barry's a bit drunk. Look what he did. (laughs) Exactly.
0: At least with the technological system, it stops one wizard from fucking it all up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is that connected to the management changes in the inner earth or is it um separate?
0: I that's separate. That's separate.
1: Okay. Yeah. But
0: that is the secret societies who are realizing there's a management system change coming and trying to determine if they can make themselves management
1: okay yeah they're making a move before the action yeah. okay yeah. yeah yeah so come to earth they said it'll be fun they said mind you we've, we've been here a long time uh, that's that was fun last night trying to explain to someone that <laughs> the planet's been you know we've been part of this game for 50 million years no wonder we're tired <laughs> oh no it's seven thousand. oh all right yeah <laughs> it's- even I, I think I shared with Bruce, there's like dark entities on this planet. It's like they've had enough. I, I'm tired of eating peanut butter each day. I want to go and eat yeah. lobster. I want to do something else. Right. I want
0: to go terrorize some other species. These, I'm tired of yeah. terrorizing these humans. <laughs>
3: so,
2: so we, that- I mean, we've, we've probably, because of what's happened um, on the, yeah, no. Nope. Go ahead. Go ahead. I I forgot what I was going to say. It'll come back. Congratulations.
0: (laughs) You've you've just had a tongue-tied moment. (laughs) (laughs)
2: The last thing I want to say about the Pope. I I lost what I was going to say. It was good, though. I remember.
0: This Pope has done some strange ritualistic stuff, okay? Compared to all the other Popes that that have been, been around. This Pope went to the Wailing Wall, I mean, he went to Indian temples, okay? He did a lot of things. He, he went to a lot of religious sites,
1: okay? Is he trying to unify uh, religions? So, uh, like, because the, the New World Order um, conspiracy theorists, uh, they want a one-world religion. Is he trying to um, bring everyone together, or is it just um, just weird? The, no, no,
0: there, there's no such thing as the one-world religion. That'll never happen. That's that's a that's a a, a propaganda farce. Do You think the Jesuits are gonna want a one world religion? No. (laughs) Did the Catholics want a one world religion? (coughs) No. Think that you think that the Hindus or the the Buddhists want a one world religion? No. Okay. Yeah.
1: As long as the only uh, people that want
0: the only people that want the one world religion are the globalists who don't want religion.
1: Yeah, um, because as long as Empire Strikes Back uh, exists, I'm leaning towards what Yoda says. (laughs) <laughs> like that—that that works for me. Exactly. Do you think the Unitarians want that? No, mm-hmm. they don't. <laughs> and yet their name is uni- <laughs> Unity. <laughs> <coughs> exactly. The Magisterium.
0: Exactly. No one's going to get together. Okay. Until religion is to allow it allows itself to have natural referee refer Reformations of its ideological and theological concepts, which right now no major religion is going to allow self-reformation. It would destroy the organizations.
1: How does China fit into this? Because at the moment they're run by idiots. I mean, uh, the Communist Party, where um, they're basically atheists, aren't they?
0: No. Okay. So the vast majority of the Communist Party follow a bastardized version of, of Taoism right okay. okay? where they they do ancestral honoring they allow the the rituals and ceremonies to go on because they learned if they don't do the rituals and ceremonies their personal lives get fucked up hardcore
1: okay uh, okay so this because it's, it's still... a
0: haunted land a very yeah. haunted land and if you don't do some form of ancestral honoring and that's burning one incense stick a year your life gets really fucked up there
1: yeah yeah. Um, and yeah. I'm sure they learned that the hard way. <laughs>
0: yes. Bruce, you They're, live um, there. Can you tell people about that? The,
2: oh, thank you. What a brilliant segue. Thank you, Andrew. The ritual culture in Taiwan is fascinating because Taiwan represents the ancestral culture of China. For those of you who don't know, I live in Taiwan from 92 to 94. I've seen Taoist temple rituals. They're very psychically charged. They're very, very powerful. I've seen community rituals. Everybody does ritual together there. One of the most interesting ones is the burning of ancestor money. So you go to a Buddhist temple and you buy like a monopoly money that's been blessed by the Buddhists. (laughs) And you have this red tin can in front of your house and you burn money and your ancestors can use it on the other side. Mm. So I've never seen, like when I, saw this going on in taiwan i just could not believe the level of ritual that was in that culture being raised a catholic i thought i was accustomed to ritual but they they just take it to the next level in china and yeah. to this day like they they haven't been diminished by the internet age or scientism or anything there you go yeah yeah
0: they're called red red packs and red dollars in actual china and sometimes you'll yeah. give them to friends and family for good luck okay yeah.
2: yeah yeah Yeah. the lucky money exactly everything is money there so when you give a gift like if you have uh, a young person in your life i gave it to a few of my private students um and my next door neighbor you give a home vow you give a red a red envelope and you put some cash in it you never go out and buy somebody an iphone or some maybe a girlfriend or something but all so very very structured the whole society the rituals are absolutely phenomenal and powerful like even as not being raised in them. When you're just standing back a hundred feet, you can just feel the waves. The most powerful one, Andrew, I experienced was the ghost month, the Guayyuan. Now the Chinese believe that the seventh lunar month, which usually falls halfway between July and August, it's like like a 30 day Halloween. And, And they don't go swimming because they believe spirits will drag you down in the water. They don't do big business deals. They don't get married. It's really quite fascinating, you at Ghost Not. Yeah. And burning of the ancestor money every day goes on for 30 days. Never seen anything like it. Oh, you must see some of this stuff with the Chinese population in Australia, Monty. Not really.
1: Um, yeah. or if they, huh. if they do it um behind closed doors. Uh they do yeah. a lot of fireworks for uh the new year and uh in Bendigo, which is uh in central Victoria. Uh, They have a great Easter parade where they've got the longest dragon in the world that does the parade. Uh, And it's fascinating as well. In the last 20 years, there's a new type of Chinese person, maybe from Hong Kong where they don't don't learn English and they're they're separated. But we've had Chinese people in Victoria since 1855 during the gold rush. And only now in the 21st century, they seem to be causing problems because the Chinese people are, are mainly awesome Uh, It's just there's a certain sect, if that's the right word, that are um, like the suburb that I grew up here in Melbourne, Box Hill, looks like a small Hong Kong now because they've just built 46 high uh, buildings and uh, Melbourne's mainly flat and nothing's over three stories. But then you, you, you look out at the vista of Melbourne and... Now they're getting up to ninety-nine floors and uh, all that type of stuff, and so it's basically uh, an erection like a honeymooners' dick, right in the middle of you know you've got houses and then bang, there's this massive um, building, and it's like, well, why is that there? It's
2: what, what, why, why is that? Why did they all go low-level construction like Los Angeles in uh, in Melbourne? Is it an earthquake zone?
1: No, no, we hardly ever get earthquakes. Uh, cause uh Australia is basically its own uh Tectonic plate. The the edge of the plate's New Zealand, which is part of the Ring of Fire. So we have fire and flood, um cyclones or hurricanes or typhoons, it's the same thing, different name, up in the the northern half of Australia, like the the one that hit Darwin in nineteen seventy four. Five around then on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, thanks God, you bastard. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, all the the southern region, well, southeast region's green, and then you because it, it's so big, but um you hardly get any. um Not earthquakes are very rare, and so we're not we're not like Japan where they build everything out of balsa wood and, and uh, rice paper, and you know people would laugh at them, and then after an earthquake, it's like oh we can rebuild in a day. In uh, like Newcastle had an earthquake and uh, 20 people were killed in a, like a a pub or a (laughs) a, a saloon type thing because when buildings are made to stand up, but not for that level of earthquake, which is usually maybe something underneath uh, far down a cave loses its roof and then it causes that. But Andrew probably um, explained it a bit better.
0: So there's actually a reason why they don't build high buildings in big parts of Australia or other British communities. And it actually goes back to some of the early British land laws from the exchequer. You could never build a building bigger than the King's castle or your Lord's castle. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> which is spread, so, spread out to all of the colonies.
2: Yeah. 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 Well that, that, ex- I, I, I knew that actually, because that there's nothing bigger than taller than Parliament Hill in Ottawa. Right. And that was the rule I was told why, why the buildings don't go any higher than that. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't realize it went all through the Commonwealth or out. Melbourne's not the capital Sydney's your capital, right? Yeah. Uh,
1: it uh, it's Canberra yeah, in the middle,
2: uh, uh, Melbourne. Um,
1: no, Sydney was first from the European perspective. Cause when the British turned up, there were 700 nations across the entire country of uh, Aboriginals. Uh, Sydney was the first colony. Uh, Melbourne uh because of the gold rush, became extremely rich, extremely rich. And the first, when we became uh, a nation in 1901, uh, I think so the Americans became a nation because they told the English to get out. Uh, Australia signed a piece of paper in a park, which was in Sydney, but the federal government was actually in Melbourne. And there's been that Sydney um, Sydney and Melbourne um uh rivalry for a long time and so Canberra is exactly in the middle between sydney and melbourne that's why our national capital was basically our parliament house was next to a sheep farm for a long time cool so yeah and that's that's our uh, capital of the the country in its own uh the national uh australian capital territory and it's in the middle of new south wales
0: So the other reason Australia got its independence is because part of Britain was going bankrupt. Okay? Remember, Britain at that time had been dealing with the many colonies and the cost to those many colonies. And then the fact that you had some corrupt-ass people doing some mean-ass stuff in those colonies, which was costing them lots of of money left and right. And then some... when, when did when, so, Brit, when britain let go of barbados for example and they let go the simultaneously let go of a, of a bunch of colonies it's because the the whole system was was bankrupt
1: yeah and it was uh when did queen victoria um shuffle her myrtle coil it was around that time because australia yeah. was 1901 when and india was a little bit later wasn't it? i can't remember when india oh that was in the 40s so but cuz yeah, but uh, we we lost. <laughs> there's a lot of nothing. Well, not nothing. There's there's Rock Pine Gap and Alice Springs in the middle. Um, uh... Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Nada. <sand>. Nada. Yeah. <laughs> uh, convicts. No, actually, no. That's wrong. Melbourne's the only city that didn't have a penal colony. All the other major cities were, and so that that's uh, makes Melbourne unique in that respect. I know it's a meme, so I'm not getting upset about it. of murderers. Well, that's more down. Those <laughs> names, yeah, it's not a factual map, but those they are there. Like in Darwin, people say, oh, what are the sharks like here? Oh, there's no sharks. All the uh, crocodiles eat them. <laughs> so you just don't go swimming. Uh, but yeah, it's... That kind of makes sense if uh, the the burden of having a uh, court of an empire and just that elitism uh, that would get rid of um, stuff to save uh, the uh, the UK, which I find fascinating. Watching the Crown, um, Britain's been like financial hardship for most of the 20th century. I mean, the wars didn't help, but it's fascinating they've had austerity it- even to the 80s or something ridiculous.
0: Well yes, because of the bankruptcies that because the corporations defaulted and the and the bankers said pay us bitches.
1: Yeah. Even even now apparently they've still got austerity. Um and it's like, wow, Australian animals not all killers. No, yeah. Uh the platypuses. Well, actually, no, the platypus has um uh, deadly venom, but it, it hardly attacks. The wombat, which is very lazy, doesn't kill you unless you drive into it. And it, you could have a fatal fatality in a car, but the wombat will go. What was that? And continue walking.
0: So the bankruptcy of the entire the entire British Empire actually began right around eighteen forty
1: four. Oh, back then, okay. Yeah, that's when Is it that-
0: began. When the returns no longer started giving it back.
1: Uh, Prince Albert died around then, didn't he? As well, I think. I think so, yes. Yeah, because I find it fascinating. Um, Maybe because when Albert died, Victoria withdrew because she loved him so much, but she wore black for the rest of her life, which was another 60 years or something. And uh, so she was a figurehead, but she was hardly seen uh, because she was in so much grief. And uh, yeah, a lot of shenanigans probably played out because you didn't have a strong sovereign even then uh, the monarchy was more symbol uh more sim a symbol instead of actually part of running the government and, and all that type of thing so when the british lost the american
0: colonies is when it it began the first financial meltdown of the land holdings that were there and that the king was given issuing land holdings in in lieu of coinage And then there was a massive suing of the king for when they lost their land, they wanted coin. And that was ultimately the exchequers began. And the people at the exchequer and lord level said, all right, you're not giving me land. Where's my coin? Okay. And then they had to start producing more coin. And that coin had to be not just held in in the British Isles. It had to be going to all, all of the colonies. And then some of the colonies started producing their own coin.
1: Okay and um yeah when uh the United States and the revolutionary war that was um King George the uh, yeah. 3rd who was a bit batty uh, as well so uh i it would be annoying but also it just shows that um not the king or queen you know the, not the monarch but the the next level the ring out and the ring you know and so they probably did all you know do all the business without the monarch knowing all this stuff
0: right which then a lot of that backfired back to the monarch Uh, all the secret societies that were doing their shit and that, that screwed something up, got caught, whatever, whatever was going on the black market where they're outright, just stealing stuff from the British military and selling it on the black market. (laughs) Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. A bit of a patsy. Do you know in the United States, they called the madness of King George, they, they lost the three because the, they believed that Americans wouldn't see it because they haven't seen the other two films.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and like, yeah, I think they're smart enough to realize that it's, yeah, it's it's not the third movie. He's He's the third George, but anyway. Right. right.
0: Well, guys, we're at the end of the comedy show. Let's call it a night right now. Monty, you want to give away for people to get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, on YouTube, it is WaferThin Entertainment. On uh, Twitter, it is uh, at RealMontyDean. On Facebook, just MontyDean.5, as well as on Instagram, Monty.Dean. And I can be heard on Revolution Radio at 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, in the United States on Wednesday morning uh, with Planet Collingwood.
0: And Bruce, a way for people to get a hold of you?
2: Oh, you can rest assured if I want to talk to you, I'll find you. (laughs) <laughs> As the man of international galactic mystery.
0: Yeah. And you all um, know who Yeah. You all know who I am. You go to my website, andrewbarches.com. We will be back this coming Tuesday for another show with Martina grubmuller All right, Robert, take us away. Each different bubble of reality is true. A galactic historian is a person that looks at all the lines of dramatic karma. Nudge nudge. It's the holy grail. Improvise. <laughs> Mysterious. It's counter-psychic intelligence. Why is DNA farming of this dark cluster so important? Because we do manifest our reality. We do create our reality. hello, let's create, let's co-create, and let's change this world with love. No matter if you're from Alpha, Centauri, or Earth, we all began with the same birthing process. We live in a limited point of view. Living the mystical life daily is about striving for the unlimited point of view. Each day each human being gets an infinite amount of choices. Living the mystical life daily is about facing obstacles and challenges. The level of awareness that you are working at means you have a responsibility to be equal with it. How does one truly let go of expectation? can make the moment that you wake up to the moment you go to sleep sacred. The keys to success, choice, 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 and choice.